I guess I'll just call it Max White Presents. Max White, everyone! We're here, we're live. There he is. We're here with a professional BMXer, Mark Burnett. What's up, buddy? I like how you almost stumbled over my last name. No, I was actually just like how much the, the first angle... Uh, when you had all the bar open with the ambiance in the back and you moved to the white, I was just thinking about how, how very Zoom that was. Yeah. Yeah, it's hey, good. What's hey, up, man? How are you doing? I'm good, man. Just working on my technological advances for the new year. Just trying to set my stew up the way that it needs to be set up. You uh, you had the bottle of Espelon, which you still have there, and it gave me uh, PTSD my- trigger from when the world was open. And you couldn't leave a bar in New York without like someone going and having a little bit how's your uh how's lockdown going um yeah it sucks you're my first friend that actually got covid that i knew really like like i have other people that i know that have gotten it but people that i talk to regularly um you're up in albany new york right now and you had uh and i had messaged you when you said you'd gotten it before um yeah how shitty was that it was whatever. What sucked is like my girl and I don't live together, but we spend a lot of time together. Yeah. And so I like knew I got sick and I was immediately like, all right, well, life shut down for the next two weeks. I not, it doesn't even matter whether I have COVID or not. Like yeah, you can't, in a, in a social atmosphere like this, you couldn't possibly, I like couldn't possibly bear to like give it to somebody else, you know? Yeah, but and, did you use, and she had like the canary in the coal mine thing. She got did she got sick as well? Yeah, like I thought, you know, in my head, I'm like, all right, well, I got it. Like she was around me, so she must immediately have gotten it. But it took her like four or five days to get it. And she didn't really tell me, and I was like, obviously bedridden, kind of like whatever. I don't know. I'm just gonna watch Harry Potter back to back and fucking ride this thing out. And then she got sick, like four or five days after me which like i had already pretty much gotten better at that point and i felt super bad and like i wish i had known kind of like oh if it was like early onset i would have told her to get the fuck out of here so that she didn't get sick and then she was like she got like kind of actually sick did you get uh did you have the no flavor thing nah i didn't get that but she got that and like you know like okay what's the only thing you do when you're home alone you sit and you drink wine and you watch tv and you eat yeah and she couldn't taste anything and that made quarantine so miserable for did her. she try the hot peppers i've heard that about people doing like they don't like spicy food they've been cranking their mouths with hot food not no but you want to know something funny is that her like her stepmom is like a holistic healer kind of thing yeah and she was like sending her all sorts of shit in the mail like you gotta take this and this and she sent oil of oregano and i could still taste so she's like doing like drops of oil of oregano and water and like i'm like kind of into that like i'll take like apple cider vinegar shot here and there so like i don't know i think it's more like just a mental thing like i drank 12 beers last night i should you know try something organic for once um and she was like taking this oil of oregano shit and like the whole house smelled like a fucking pizza shop oh damn did does that stuff work like did she say there's is it just like psychosomatic I don't know. I like wasn't really paying a lot of attention to it, but I was like, yeah, whatever. Like, I'll do it with you. And she's like, yeah, I can't taste it. And then like, she got a taste back and she took one more and she's like, you were drinking this the whole time with me. This That's is all love. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, eh, whatever. 
You're dating a hippie that believes that herbs can fix COVID. That's cool. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Wait, before we go on a full tangent, I did want to talk about something that I'm going to clip together that this is uh, actually important before I just bust your balls more. Tell me about yeah. Cameron Frazier. Cameron Frazier. Oh, I, it's okay. It's weird because I know two different Cameron Frasers. Oh, no way. Okay. One. So anyways, on Instagram, okay. you posted a GoFundMe. Uh, yeah. Um, Cameron Frazier is just a name that I would see sometimes on my feed and in my messages. Uh, and a lot of times it's difficult to like sift through all the stuff that I get on Instagram. But his girlfriend hit me up and I, a lot of times I'll get messages like from people's girlfriends where they'll be like, hey, will you, you know, send a personalized video for their birthday or like whatever. And I usually click on them and I'll do the, like the Good Samaritan thing. But when I clicked on that message, that one was like a lot different, you know, because it wasn't like the standard, like my boyfriend would really like it would mean a lot to him. It was like she sent me a photo of like she got him my signature bike for his birthday and like sent me the photo of like him with the bike and was like hey like blah 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 and also kind of explained to me like what was going on yeah and, I'll, pu I'll put a link in the bio but he had spinal cord injury right and he's a bmxer just yeah, like you riding the skate park i guess i think he's he's floridian or maybe from north carolina i think he's from florida and he's been paralyzed from like the waist down since okay but like slowly regained use of his arms and i'm not like super well versed on it but anyways recently he just got cleared to get he just got his license like uh oh sick a handicap um yeah. handicap driving school to teach you how to use hand controls to drive a car yeah and I saw the post the other day in my feed and I like kind of scrolled past it and didn't recognize it. And then I saw he had messaged me and, and, you know, he sent me the link, but then it was like the whole kind of message behind it. And it was super sick. He like, he still, in, he's like, it's such an inspiration really because he got hurt when he was, I think he was 16, got better, graduated high school. Now he's in college. He's still like a crazy advocate of BMX. He's still super lighthearted. And on top of that, he's like working on getting his degree and getting a job and getting his license. I mean, like the uphill battle for someone, especially like, because I mean, you know how it is. Like you hike, you skate, you like do all those things where like, I, I think the average person might deal with a spinal cord injury or something like that a little better. Cause it wouldn't take, it wouldn't take their whole life and just flatten it. No. But, yeah. What am I actually, my, like, not to cut you off, my college roommate broke his neck when we were drunk. Yeah. And so the whole summer I was in the spinal cord unit with him. And so, yeah, th that's what I brought it up because it was very similar to his story. Uh, my friend's quadriplegic, but yeah, yeah, it seems like that kid's really positive. Is that what you're, that, that's what's kind of going on with yeah. him and his girlfriend? Like what, I, what I was just getting at is like the drive to just kind of push through every ad adversity that you could possibly get stuck with as a teen like the, the i couldn't imagine like the shit that i went through as a teen kind of learning about life and learning how learning the ropes and like how heavy and how hard it seemed for me at the time i couldn't imagine like 
not being able to walk or not being able to like go pedal around the neighborhood or like those yeah. were all the things that kept me sane, you know? So like to, to take away everything and to still like, I'm, it's anyway. So that's you, sick. You know, well, Cameron Frazier, I saw that. And that's amazing that you're, uh, you're helping him out. Yeah. And he needs a down payment for a car. Yeah. And he's got like, there's a, there's a, uh, some program that will pay for the modifications to his car. Sick. But they'll only do so because they'll only do so if the car is brand new because okay. it's so expensive to yeah. these modifications. They want to have, they want to start fresh. So we're trying to like get the word out and spread the word and, and, uh, and get him a down payment on a new car so he can start driving. Hell yeah. That's awesome. It's just little stuff. And like, especially like at a certain point, like, you start riding BMX and this is like a whole tangent. We'll obviously probably talk about more of this stuff, but like you start riding or, or skating or any hobby and it's only for you. So the fact that I was able to growth in the sport of BMX and like become a pro rider, get a signature bike, travel the world, film video parts and do all that stuff. It only comes as like a, an accomplishment to yourself at a certain point, like it's nice, it's nice to have people be a fan of your work, but at the end of the day, like no one can make or break you except you. And to have somebody like him, where it's just like, it's so inspiring to have a fan like that, where you're actually fanning out on the fan. It's like a weird conundrum, but it's like, it, it doesn't happen too often. So when it does, it's like really flooring, you know, that's uh, I went through and was looking through your bio and everything um, in, in reference to him though, but uh, best luck with recovery and getting them all set up. Hopefully. Uh, I mean, people are going to see your Instagram feed and we'll put a link for it in here too, but hopefully they get the car and get it all set up as soon as possible. Um, what's it like being a pro BMXer during COVID right now? Cause your filming's done. Your travel's yeah. done. We can still film at home. Yeah. It's weird. Um, there's like two sides to it, really. There's the people that live near a filmer, and then there's the people that don't. And I fall in the people that don't category. Okay. But like half of like you saw like every skater from California put out six video parts this year. For sure. And then some dude from whatever Palm Beach, Florida, who's like the sickest skater, probably didn't put anything out, you know. And Oops. I was the same way. And it, it like it really like. It was detrimental to me personally at a certain point where I was like, I got to switch my shit up or else I'm going to kind of lose it. Cause I'm like, I'm so, I feel so like kind of almost useless. And I, th I feel like that's kind of a general feeling with COVID in, in a lot of world, like a lot of ways. Like I went and got a job other like outside of BMX just to fulfill the idea of work in my head. Cause I was still riding all the time, but like, not being able to travel, not being able to film, not being able to shoot photos. And on top of that, like, it's really just not being able to like experience and, 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 and learn. It's all just everything. Every day is like a new learning experience and not being able to learn about something new without, or like the way that I'm used to, like, obviously I can put my nose in a book or I can learn like a new craft or something, but without, without my, version of learning it was difficult to to kind of navigate this kind of year that we're in so 
Now, are I, you, yeah, yeah. like, what are your career-wise? Like for skateboarding, there's generally like filming people that film, and then there's contests. That's an oversimplification. But where do you in, in BMX? Is it similar to that? There's like the film guys, and then there's the contest guys. And if it is, yeah. where are you in that scheme of things? I mean, kind of. I'm kind of a cross-dresser a little bit. I don't know. It's <laughs> like in both, but uh. Yeah, I feel super lucky because I, I definitely feel like I'm, I'm comfortable in the contest setting, which I don't think a lot of people are, because I know how good I am and I know where I lie in the field, and I know probably not gonna win. I know I'm probably not gonna get last, but I know that I can ride at the best of my ability, and that's that's enough for me. Again, like it's always, it's always just a, it's a fight against yourself. And I think like social media and like contests and, and it's just always head to head. It's who's this and who's that and what are you to who and what are you and people get so caught up in, in what they are to somebody else. And I watch it happen firsthand when people just kind of shut down and they get like so frustrated or so upset, like watching like the top, like the, the park rider dudes, like cry about getting a second place finish or some shit. Like, you're only crying because you think that you didn't do well enough for something else. It's not because you, you, cause you probably had the best run of your day because you got second. Like you, you had the best run of your career. Maybe even like you maybe not the best rider, but like, why can't you be happy about the fact that you crushed it instead of like bummed about the fact that like, I don't get the satisfaction of winning. Isn't so, that the jock mentality though? Like in skateboarding, it's leaked over too, because now skateboarding is like the new baseball. So you have people yeah. that would generally play like organized sports and have that like jock mentality are now in, in these sports, air quote, counterculture yeah, sports. It's fucked up seeing dudes at the skate park in like short shorts and like running sneakers <laughs> and they can ollie higher than you. And you're like, yeah, yeah. because you're athletic. Okay. We yeah. get it, dude. Like, yeah. Like I uh, want to tell them to go eat like three slices of cheese pizza and drink a fucking tall can because you know what? That's how we got better is we just stuffed our bodies full of trash. We hung out everyone was smoking cigarettes on the corner and being a bum. It's we funny though that how like to me, the story behind the trick is more important than the actual trick. So like there's skate babies that can jump down 7,000 stairs four times in uh -huh. a row just to film it right. Or there's a guy like my favorite type of skater is someone that works 40 hours and bleeds on the weekend. Like the yeah. dude that just like a construction worker comes straight from the fucking site, rolls up, skates, yeah. has fun, yeah. talks shit. You and I both know, like, and I, I'll bring up seasons and I'll bring up Trevor because, like, me and Trevor will hang out and we'll just talk about, and we always just, it's the term, just, he gets it, right? Like, yeah. You would rather watch the traffic video a hundred times than watch one part of, I like, don't even need to name yeah. names because you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like, we don't even, and so, like, when, when I talk to Trevor, it's just like, we just talk about, like, oh, he gets it. Like, it, it doesn't even have to go past, you don't have to talk shit about somebody. You don't have to like bring up something that you didn't like. Like, sure, yeah, if you're watching something and you're like, eh, that's whatever, don't, that don't click for me. But I would rather watch my friend who I know is somebody that I look up to as a person skate. And they could be the worst skater in the world. But if I look up to them as a friend and as a, as a mutual and as a person, their skating is immediately personified as this like golden thing. For sure. And then, and, it's, and then, of course, then you have friends that are like that, and then they're the best skater, and then it's like, 
never. Yeah, it's like not what you wear, it's how you wear it. When you're over 35, you'll just talk in bumper stickers, and that's where I'm at now. What uh, We were talking about Trevor earlier, and Trevor and CB are two guys that own the best skate shop in the world, which is seasoned. Yeah. I'm wearing a shirt right now uh, in Albany, New York. How did you meet, how did you meet Trevor and CB? Uh, it's funny because, like, okay, again, like, I, I, I like how I, I kind of wanted this podcast to go, like, the skate BMX route because I feel like that, you know, I feel like one, I feel like a lot of people are really confused as to what I do these days, which I, you know, um, admittedly, I really like it because I, I think it's hilarious that people care so much about what somebody else is doing. But I, it started off when I was the same way where I was like, oh, I don't know, like skateboarding. It's like, they're so, it's such a face of this city. And I'm this like twerpy little BMX pro who like, is still wearing a helmet and lives at mom's house and but all those dudes like those are the type of people again how we were talking about like who you look up to as a person as an individual and i met and started to hang out with everybody when the the fences started coming down at the skate park well at the time it wasn't the skate park it was the banks but i became really good friends with zach wilmot who you know of course and, yes love that kid and, that, that and, the whole and, scene yeah I mean, yeah, the first time I came up there, really. the first time I came up there was with Cato. I did shows up there, and then uh, we hung out. Actually, I met Trevor in Michigan years and years ago when he was on a filming trip, and then we all went to Valencia, yeah. Spain, for John Valenti's trip, like a filming skateboard trip for the Politic video, and hung out with Trevor there. Yeah. But then the first time I came to Albany, it's like an oasis. Like I kept telling him, it's like the Barcelona of America. You have this like That's amazing, right. tight culture of skate kids. The shop seasons is yeah. it's just it's the best. Um, they do it perfectly for how a skate shop should be run, in my opinion. Um, there's a lot of granite to skate there. Then there's like really crusty old spots too. But then you know, like we were just skating for the whole week after the show was done. And then I remember I met you. We were in a parking lot. What's that called? The Magic Carpet Ride? What's that hill bomb or time warp? What's it called? We get so we call. We call it the time warp, and it's just a hill bomb that ends at a parking garage that goes back up the top of the hill. Yeah, it's an elevator, and so you can bomb day, down. Dude, it's like yeah, a five-minute run. Okay, yeah, so that was uh, that was like right as I kind of assimilated into the scene. I met everybody, and I, I had known those guys through some of my riding friends, and everyone was kind of friends, but that was definitely the golden era for me of the city. Um, I've Yeah. I ended up moving in with Zach and he was my first roommate. It was me, him, and this dude, Chris, uh, Fader, you probably know him. And that was like a skate house. And at the time I was like, I was just getting pushed in a weird direction in BMX from sponsors, pressure, and like the way that people were treating me and like being a 19 year old kid and going through the paces of being a 19 year old kid. So I just gravitated towards skating heavy and I had never even stepped foot in the skate shop before I moved there really. Um, because I was a BMXer and I didn't know, like, I didn't know what the deal was. Like they had their DIY downtown the couple years before. Yeah. and I never went there cause I wasn't like, carrying bags of Crete and I knew better and I like I had my scene too I was like making a scene video with the local BMXers and and but then we made like the headway by just kind of like I moved in with Zach and I realized immediately that Trevor Trevor is like the most disarming individual you could ever meet and then CB is 
it took a lot longer to warm up to CB as, as many people probably know. Uh, it's such uh, a great partnership because they play their roles. They're so, yeah. I mean, it's like what you need. It's like the brick and the mortar. Like it's the combo that you need to kind of hold yeah. down a city like that. What, uh, was it weird? Were you getting vibe? This a BMX for coming into the skate scene. Cause like where I'm from, you would have. Yeah. I, no, I'll say no only because I've had so many instances where I felt way more vibed out. Like in you other go cities? to Southern California and you're like, people are like yeah. throwing their boards. They're, they got headphones in at the skate park, but they're still mad at you for just even being there. Like they look yeah. like a dick, but it's, it's my fault. Yeah. Uh, but so here it was like, it was a lot less. I just think it was like, I think I had a leg up on the competition too, just kind of being somebody in BMX. So like, I didn't necessarily have something to, I didn't have to prove anything to anybody. Um, but like what, what you do have to prove is like, all right, well, you were able to do it one way, but like, we don't give a shit about what you can do on a bike. But when, it, when like I started coming around and people were like, oh, we like this kid. It doesn't matter what he does. And he's got a lot of, I think like the backward stuff with BMX and skate is I, I, I think a lot of BMX riders have a lot of respect for skateboarding and they don't, we don't get a lot of respect back oftentimes, mm -hmm. but it's it, in my experience, it's not because skateboarders don't respect BMX at all. Because every time, like it, I'll, I think now one of the, like the, biggest like one of the nicest things i hear is like i'll meet some of my favorite pro skaters because they everyone like you said everyone comes through town and i'll just go skate and eventually someone will bring up hopefully like or when i'm not around or something or like i'll pedal past them i'm going to a spot or going to the skate park or something and they'll be like oh i thought that kid i thought that dude skated and he's a super whatever skater but like then they'll be like oh no he's like this pro bike rider and they're like oh really and like for example <laughs> one night those dudes the converse well i guess it, it was it, it was kind of a converse trip but it was louis lopez and uh jake anderson that dude ryan lee lee berman rob collins uh i think that was the whole crew but they were here in town skating and i just was with my girlfriend we were rolling up the hill we went and got brunch and got a bunch of beers and like we were drinking mojito out of a court like a plastic court container and we were pulled up on the session and Trav was sitting there everyone's sitting there and they're like trying like super crazy lines on this double set thing and i'm like these guys look like they need a 12 pack so i went up the hill i got a 12 pack you go sit back down everyone ended up pulling their tricks whatever and I, we're like yeah well i work at a bar my friend's bartending and we could just go kick it there later. And, and I like, we were there and then all, like somebody brought up the fact that I was a pro bike rider and I like went to go get a beer and came back and they were like sitting there watching my video part at the table. And I was like, and they were like, this is so sick. Like why? Like we didn't know. And like, that's the respect where I'm like, they, skateboarding might not pay as much attention to BMX. Like, but when they do, it's always, it's always love. I feel like, so it, it's, I don't know. It's like a slow bridge to gap, but again, it's like one of those things where people are always talking about like, oh, like why doesn't skate like skateboarding gets all these handouts and blah blah blah. It's like, in my experience, I just think skateboarding does it better as far as like 
they don't give it again it comes back to like they don't give a shit about what anybody else thinks about them as long as they think they're cool within their own crew and they're cool with their own crew and and then people see that and respect that you know so. what's now like you being a pro BMXer, you have pro model gear. Like you've got like a bike because you guys have a lot more parts than we do. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm well, we do like you're, you're a skater too. Um, get board. you get like, you get a board, you get a wheel, you get a shoe, Yeah. which used to pay your yeah. bills, but now I don't even know how it works. But then with yeah. you, you, you get like, you get a frame and then you get like a seat and then you have a handlebar yeah. and a crank and a bottom bracket. <laughs> like, yeah. How does that yeah. work? And what's the difference? It's just my incentives breakdown has probably a lot crazier than a board of royalty. I have a, I think like, uh, I always forget, like seven or eight signature parts. So Okay, how much, like to buy like a BMX bike, and again, I don't know anything. I always text you random BMX questions. Yeah. Um, what, like, so a kid, is it like $1,000 to buy your pro model setup? Uh, like to get the one that I ride, it'd be a little bit more, maybe like 15 Okay. Well, there is a signature bike that I have that's like the same frame and like a lot of the same components, but some stuff is like just regular run of the mill parts. I think that one's a, like 11. Okay. So Plus. when you, I know this cause this is like it, me being old and learning how the internets work. But when you left your old sponsor and changed bike sponsors, I don't know how this happened. I think I was in Albany and we were looking at Reddit. And there was like yeah. all these threads guessing where you were going to go. Do you remember, do you remember talking about that? Did I tell you about this? I didn't know that it was a Reddit thread. Did it was like a Reddit thread, thread and people were like guessing where you're going to go. And it was like a very, like, you might be too young, but like when a uh, LeBron. First and foremost, the only thing you should be using Reddit for is OnlyFans leaks. Dude, this is pre OnlyFans. This is yeah, like, but I'm, okay. I'm just you're saying, dating it yourself. was interesting. What's up? Yeah. You're dating yourself. Nothing's pre-OnlyFans this year. Uh, oh, that's a good call. I'm so happy that people... What, where's your OnlyFans? Why don't you start one? Dude, you're, getting, you're giving away my million-dollar idea. You fucking brought it up. I would I would subscribe. Would it be awkward if it's just like your friends from Albany? <laughs> Sign would be up. so great. I got... Okay, I'm not... All right, this is... See, all right, now... Um, yeah. You get me all fired up. This is exciting get stuff. Get the white claw going. All right, let's take a sip of your White Claw and tell me your OnlyFans. Like, how many, how many OnlyFans accounts have started with what you just did right there? You took a sip. I feel like a grandpa sitting on the on the, on the stoop, like rocking back and forth in his, his chair. Like, I'm gonna tell you about what let's it was see. like when I was younger. Before OnlyFans, no, I, I got I got fed up for a while there with like the atmosphere of Instagram and like the idea that you have to be an entertainer and that's all you can be. Because I would get messages sometimes from kids being like, yo, man, that was cool, but you should leave the politics off this shit. We just want to watch you ride. Or like, yo, man, that was cool, but like, and like, dude, I'm telling you, you're my favorite rider, but like, I just don't really agree with you on this. And I'd be like, I don't, okay, I don't, what, what I don't care. What I'm not here. I'm, this is a free platform. I don't, I'm not here to just be a fucking pay-per-view, like. If, if you if you want my content, like, fuck it, you got to pay for it because I'm done filming this phone clip. I don't want to go to the skate park and pull my phone out and sit here and try this trick for the next hour just so that you can tell me that I'm a great rider, but you don't want to hear about how Black Lives Matter. 
because your fucking grandfather said that he was in the war once and that that shit isn't real like that's, that's uh, not what I, so I was like, all right fuck this. Shut I'm up start only. i was like yeah so i was in my head i was like all right fuck this i'm gonna start an only fan and i'm gonna block everybody that says that and i'm just gonna send them my only fans link and i would just post riding clips on the only fans and tell them that if, if they if they want to watch me ride they can but they gotta pay for it <laughs> are you just still doing that <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, Dude, I'm getting money What does an OnlyFans? What does an OnlyFans cost? Is it just a different? Um, yeah, definitely different. Sometimes, I, I mean, I don't necessarily want to divulge how much information I know about this, but I, I did a little research. There's all sorts of OnlyFans scams, and it's really interesting, actually. Okay, break it down. Like, we're like, so like a girl will have an OnlyFans account. And she'll have it listed as $10 a month. Okay. It's not like it, the scam is like Patreon, but Patreon is like out in the open, how like you can be a $2 a month subscriber and then a yeah. $5 a month subscriber. They'll do that, but it'll be like, I'll put my OnlyFans on sale, 70% off. So it's $3 to subscribe for the month. Okay. But you subscribe for the $3 and all there is is like one 10 second teaser video. And then it's just, another $10 and you can watch the full video. Sick. So you get the, you get the feed for three bucks, but there ain't shit on the feed. Oh, yeah, that's like the old, know. like, like the, like there's no butthole pics. Like it's just exactly. the outside. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. All right. Like the, the, the areola is still blurred out. And stuff yeah. Like, that. Uh, like, yeah. uh, yeah. Uh, so do you want, so <laughs> I like, <laughs> the tip, the tip one, like, man, I don't know. What this is why I had to crack the white claw. We gotta, you know what? We're, we're going down. We're gonna be no. this, this is interesting to me because in some aspect, you don't want the racist and the assholes on your feed, like looking at your shit or entertaining them. But yeah. if they pay your bills and you're able to pass that forward to somebody else, yeah, that's, that's like the ultimate justice in America is when racists pay your rent. Well, yeah, essentially, essentially. <laughs> Which it sucks because like, uh, I can't. Uh, never mind. I can throw myself under the bus. So I can't throw other people under the bus just yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's an odd it's an odd thing because especially for like a, a young man learning how to navigate himself in a social in a social atmosphere. I had to accept at a young age that I was going to be in front of everybody's eyes. Mm -hmm. I can't just block everybody and get rid of it. No. So that's a, th that's a big part of your currency as a pro because you're not doing contests all the time and everything is your social media, which is common all the way yeah. over. Right. So like I, I, I had to accept that I can't, even though it makes me uncomfortable and it makes me upset at times, I can't get rid of it. So I have to learn how to work around it. And, and, and however I see fit to make it, to rationalize it in my head that it's okay is what I have to do. So that's why I was like, all right, I'm fed up with people telling me, Hey, we like you, but we don't like you. And I was like, all right, well, if you like me, you got to pay for me over here. But if yeah. you like me, that's fine. You can stay here for free. But if you just like me, what you're telling me, and I, it didn't happen often, maybe like five, 10 people total, but it was enough for, it was just like to plant the seed in my head. Like it, I'm, I'm riding for me for free, but I don't necessarily need to ride for somebody else for free. 
you know, I, my, my bike sponsor would never say like, Hey man, this is really sick. Keep up the good work. But, uh, we're not going to pay this month just because, but like, yo, keep up the good work and make sure you wear our clothes, make sure you ride our bikes, make sure you post about us, make sure you got a sticker on it. Like it wouldn't happen. Can I offer a directorial suggestion? Uh, let's just say the people that are paying for OnlyFans that we'll just closet say the ones that not, not the cool ones that support that you're thankful for, but the assholes that are like shut up and dribble. You should just take a photo of your dick and cut it in to the footage. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, trust me. It's you think my thought process stopped just that. Oh, I'm going to create this account. Well, no, of course not. I, is I'm that sure. where we're, is that where we're going? Like, is it going to be now just paid content? Like it has to be, it's right? It's got to be like, you're telling me like, okay, look, a lot of it stemmed from, I started working at a bar. Is it and, bombers? No, I, I work at Lionheart with Zach. Oh, sick. And and working at a bar, how hard you work and what you and the way that you act directly correlates how much money you make because it's a mm -hmm. tip based job. So it started making me think like, okay, if I'm if I'm doing this much and I'm making this much money at night, or I'm doing this much and only making this much money at night, well, that's gonna drive me to work harder and work longer hours and work for more and and it's it's weird to take like an actual employed position and take those because nobody does it like nobody takes takes workplace mentality and reemploys it into their hobby but because my hobby became my job it was like how i got to think about my job as a job Cause there's aspects of bike riding of course that i love and I, I that's why like so maybe from well i mean you're more of a cyclist or anything than maybe just a normal skateboarder but like i started like i took my pegs off and i posted something and everyone's like whoa, whoa, whoa. and then i put my pegs back on everyone's like whoa, whoa i love riding my bike and i always love riding my bike but as a pro rider you get pigeonholed and like no oh, i'm this guy that rides four pegs and a cassette hub and 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 you do this kind of tricks and these styles and i grew up riding skate parks and jumping jumps and and building jumps with my friends in the woods and all that stuff like i still love doing that but the masses only thinks that i love riding street which is that's the part of the job some like some skaters love like i saw i saw the perfect comment and it would sum this up great is that kid Etienne that skates for all timers. Yeah, and he fucking rules. Et is the shit. All those kids are great. He's and so ben, sick. Everybody, yeah, all those guys. Yo, he's so sick. Shout out the whole. Yeah, shout out and former guest Darren Bassett on there. Yes. Yep, and Bassett. shout out to Darren. He's the sickest. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Connor, one hundred percent. Every shout out to everyone all the time. It's amazing. It's amazing. But anyways, he posted some shit and he was just skating a mini ramp and then he goes in his own comment section just commented and said. I can't wait to be 40 and washed up and leave my construction job all day and skate a mini ramp with a six pack. Yes. And I was just like, see, like that's, he loves skating. Yeah. He loves skating mini ramp, but he's a street pro skater, but yeah. Well no, also too there. And this is a thing. It, people are more open about that now. Like the tutelage that old guys pass to younger guys is a lot different than like what drugs to do and what bars to go to and drink. There's also like a career layout. Like yeah. 
I know personally, like the kids at Alzheimer's have an amazing blueprint just because the OGs holding that place down, like Rob Price and then the older pros, like it seems to me and Zach, like, like those guys such such a great example for how to do what they're doing. Yeah. It would be, you know, there, there's a reason that we were talking about this the other day, like, uh, kids now in skateboarding can go pro without even meeting a person personally on that team. Yeah. People just like reach out to someone that has a lot of followers on their Instagram. Right. We love your shit. Ride these boards. Da, 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 da. Like it completely defeats the entire purpose of what the thing is. Yeah. Um, which is interesting because like this leads me to the next topic that I want to ask you about. Skateboarding is now in the Olympics, right? Which I'm not even going to go into that. Will BMX be in there? Because our racing's already in there, right? It is. BMX, it like is. what you do, BMX will be in there. Not what I do. So it's like the skate park shit, like the big ramps and all that stuff. It's the showstopper stuff, which is cool. Um, now, like, so you being like a street skate, street biker, street rider, call it. That's the artistic side of it. Like I always thought of skateboarding more as a sport than, or as an art than a sport, right? But that's just kind of an idealist side, and it's just not. It's just not the that's way it is. Isn't it? What's that? I, at a certain point, I just had to like go the full laissez-faire aspect where I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, yeah, I don't care what any of this is. Like, it doesn't. There's no adjective to describe what i'm doing or the way that i feel because i could never and i guess that's why it's more of an art than anything but i could never accurately convey how i feel about this and make somebody else feel that exact same way yeah oh, i like that. that's a good point okay keep going i just i just, I just hate calling it like oh it's an art or it's a lifestyle it's a culture yeah like, i don't think it's it's not so much about labeling as just like explaining where you and how you identify with it yeah. Being that if yep. someone's like, I'm here to get fucking first place, that, that does not resonate with me. At all. I, I, I don't even understand yeah. Yeah. when I was younger. But my question now is like, is it just about getting the bag now with BMX and the Olympics? You're like, fuck yeah, I'll do it. Just get the money. No, no. Nah, see, that, that's the thing is like, in skateboarding makes sense. Yeah. But we lost all those major contracts years ago. BMX and, or skateboarding? Huh? BMX or skateboarding? BMX. Okay. Like, Nike pulled out. DC pulled out. Uh, um, Red Bull is like really flattening a lot of what they got going on. All those major corporations that were the ones that you know. So you, the Olympics is an amateur event. Like yeah. The Olympics doesn't pay. The Olympics doesn't pay you to be there. They don't pay you if you win, whatever. But I know a guy who won a contest and he rides for Rockstar, and he won ninety thousand. I forget what it was. But it was like 260,000 yen. It was a Chinese contest. So it was like 90,000 Australian or something like that. He's an Australian dude. But Rockstar matched his winnings. Yeah. So he made 200 grand on the contest. Wow. But he made most of that money from his endorsements. So we don't have that anymore. We don't have the Nikes and the, and the, and the Rockstars and the Red Bulls and all that stuff. To where a lot of the people that I know that are the best that could win that contest, that could win the Olympics, were like, no, you're not going to drug test me through my hair six months before this shit. And no, I ain't going to make any money on this. So no, I'm good. Like, I'd, it's not worth it. And like, that's as much as I have difficulty thinking that BMX is like straying from the purest mentality, that is like the light at the end of the tunnel 
there's still the people at the top that are keeping it real. It just lower down. It's just people think that it's like, it's this, it's this like big dick contest or something where they have to be this and they have to be better and they have to like spread, spread themselves so thin, dude. Like you should see the practice sessions at contests where it's just like, I got to get my clip to post on Instagram to say that I'm here. And I, and it's like, all these dudes got their headphones and not even chit chatting. Like I'm trying to talk shit and everyone's getting mad at me. Cause I'm telling them that their rollouts suck, but like, come on, like you, you're not having any fun. Like, do you right, think whatever. that's part of you kind of growing up around that skateboard, like this, this is skateboard family, like in Albany that, that, it's kind of like the old guys have bestowed upon you this this idea of how it should be, air quote. I mean, but yeah, I think no, it's just East Coast, it's just East Coast it, mentality. East Coast, you think it's a different? Oh, that's true. It, that's I would say it too. Headphones at a skate park. I just uh, at my skate shop, like that was like if you could, <laughs> it was a bounty. If you could come back with broken headphones from somebody, like you get some stickers. Like <laughs> it's a full on thing. What uh? But on the I, I guess as I get older and I know less. Um, what is, and again, I'm, I don't, ag I agree with what you're saying, but what is wrong with a kid that wants to go to a skate park and just wear headphones? And I'm not asking cause I know I, I'm not defending him. I'm just trying to figure out for myself. Nothing. And see, the thing about it is I, I do it. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say that I don't do it, but yeah, there's a time and place. There's a time and place. And, and for the type of rider that I am a professional and who, who people look up to for lack of a better term i would never go and put my headphones in at a new skate park okay if i was by myself and the park was empty yeah maybe but if i'm at my local park and i'm there because that's the thing is people always forget that this is my vice and this is my safe haven and the skate park is my safe haven they forget that I can have a bad day and go to the skate park and have a session and, and feel better about myself. They forget that beyond the money and the flash or whatever, not that there's much flash involved, that I can still just be a bike ride. And yeah. that's, that's like a lot of the stuff that I, you know, struggle, not necessarily struggle with. I just like, I, you have to come to terms with. And I think a lot of people don't come to terms with it is that, it's okay to want to have your headphones in, but like, like you said, it's a, it, it's, it's a physical representation of a block from the kid to the, to the OG. Mm -hmm. It's a physical representation saying, I don't want to hear what you have to say. Yeah. And for someone like you or for someone like me, even at a young age, it's like, if you see that and you don't say anything in my head, I'm just like, you know what, whatever. He don't, he don't want to hear it. And that's okay. If you don't want to hear it, that's fine. But, what I, I get caught up heavy sometimes seeing kids getting advice from the weird, like old dudes who are super washed up, never had no real experience with any of this, giving the kids advice. And you're just like, man, like maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but that kid is actually going to take one of the, something that you said to heart. And it, that might like, put that kid in a weird direction where he will be one of those weird 25 year old skaters who is like the jock or is this or it. And then maybe he does become really good and maybe he does get sponsored. And now we have that guy at the helm. Now we have that guy leading the masses only because like some kid didn't hear the right thing from the right person. 
and now they have a, now they have a, a following that they've amassed. That's what bothers me. Would you rather? Because this is what's interesting to me. Like, if you see BMX like the last generation, and I'm gonna date myself here, but call like the Dave Miras, Ryan Nyquist yeah. generation, they didn't have this social engagement with their fans. Like, it was like, oh, I saw him on TV, I saw him in the X Games, I saw him at a demo. Full stop. They yeah. didn't know about like, particularly with Mira, with like CTE and all these head injuries and stuff. Would yeah. you in skateboarding? A lot of people long for the '90s. A lot of people involved in like, oh, '90s are so much better. It's nostalgia. Do you, would you rather be pro now or be pro in like the mirror days? Nah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't change anything that I do for the world only because. And I and I you know I don't want again like it's tough. I don't want people to think like, oh, this kid thinks that his shit doesn't stink because I know exactly where I lie. But I am excited about the way that I. I'm excited about my career's trajectory because I think that, and there is a lot of people that do do a really good job at showcasing BMX to the world in a really sick light. So I'm not saying that I'm the only one in this boat, but I, I think that, okay, if Dave Mir can kill himself, granted head injuries and, and whatever, and yeah, I, you know, may God rest his soul, but you only didn't think that that was possible because you, you didn't have any personal connection with him. Sure. And I met Dave Mir right before he passed away and he seemed fine. But again, I met him one night at a party. Like we, we talked about, he's from Syracuse and he talked about like training for triathlons. He would come up here and talk about how beautiful it is up here. And yada, yada, shook his hand. I said, thanks for what you did for BMX. And thanks for being here tonight. This is sick. And that was it. But but if you know, if I can have an Instagram where I can talk about politics and and I can talk about mental health issues and I can be an advocate for not just bike riding because I don't care how I don't give a fuck at all if you are great at riding or the worst at riding. But if a kid hits me up on some mental health tip, I'm responding all day long. If a kid hits me up and says, hey, what kind of pressure do you ride in your tires? I'll hit him back. If a kid just says, whatever, like just some random bike stuff, I'll leave it be. But because it's not, it's never about the bike ride. There's so, you can, there's so much you can learn on the internet these days. Like you don't need to hear from me necessarily, but there's so much that the internet doesn't teach you that, that only comes from social interaction. And that's, that's what I hold so dear is like, I have friends that I can talk to about this and I've always had that, but some people, and especially with social media, it has hindered such, is hindered social interaction so much to the point where if my, if their social interaction, if the only person they can talk to is through a telephone screen and I can be like, Hey, yo, you can hit me up whenever I'll FaceTime them, whatever, like you need that face-to-face -face interaction. That same like, oh, I called my homie's house landline to see if that, see where he was and his mom picked up. She said he's at the park and we met, met up and I'm there all day, we're playing ball. And like, not, I don't miss the simpler times. I, I don't wish that I was a part of the other generations, but there's parts of 
every generation that you want to keep alive. And that's why, like, there's parts of the 90s that skaters want to keep alive. Are you telling me that they still want to have mini DV tapes and, like, high A tapes that they got to capture and stick two wires together? And No. Some, some of it needs to die. What's the future for you in terms of being, like, we're locked down and can't travel-wise, but talking to your, like, your main sponsors is, is Sub Rosa, right? There you go. Um, what are they seeing? Cause like, you know, there's like a bike shortage or there was this summer going on. Are they seeing like, is this a booming time for them right now? Or is this a time of like deep waters? Um, I don't know. I think it's confusing. I think, uh, I think a lot is again, it's, it has a lot more to do with the social aspect of it because bike sales are through the roof. Everybody yeah. knows that hobbyists are doing all doing the most and that's that's all good and fun but like my team is super international we got a guy in seattle we got me in new york we got a couple in florida icelandic kid kid from long island dude that lives in barcelona a kid that lives in japan we haven't seen each other in i mean even before the pandemic it's already difficult to get together everyone's got to fly somewhere some dudes are flying halfway across the world. So what we made in economics, we've really, we all miss each other. And, and like, it's as much as everyone's friends on a bike level, everyone comes from a different area. So my friend, he's Italian, he lives in Barcelona and, and he was having a really difficult time with COVID because his family is all in Italy, you know? Yeah. And he, you know, we're not together to like hang out, shoot the shit, make him feel better because he's stressed out about COVID or, you know, stuff like that. So I think, I think like, I do think the distance helps us keep it real, which is good. But I think it's, you know, for the brand and, you know, for marketing and, just even for us, like like I said earlier, to feel productive and like not be able to be on the road and like filming and put out video parts and like work on something, that I think, I mean, I'll speak for myself, nobody else, but I, you know, I feel like I did nothing this year as a as a professional BMX rider. So for me, if 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 I was to take that and like let it get me down, it might fuck my motivation up for the next year or two, you know, to like pull myself out of the hole. Fortunately, I recognize it and I'm like, all right, nah, I'm, I'm ready to like, I'm ready to, you know, pop off when the time comes. But I don't know. This is like, it's interesting how small of a world this is because this podcast, when I first started doing it, my friend owned a bar here in Brooklyn. That's where we'd always do it. Daryl Now, who's a BMX announcer. Yeah. Uh, who owned the tender trap is which were all these were uh, uh, the original ones were recorded where um, but w he's like the is he still a little now there's no live contest but he was like the announcer for BMX yes. contest all over the world oh, yeah. right yeah. so once yeah, the world yeah. gets back and we all get our vaccines <laughs> however that works are you do you see yourself hitting the contest circuit again like with Daryl going around doing all those yeah. what, were the, what, were, yeah. what was the contest in Estonia called simple session yeah, it looks sick. Um, is that the future for you, or do you want to see it more compartmentalized like it is now, where everyone just does their own thing um, and then kind of sends in what they've done project-wise? 
I, I don't know. I like, I'm not going to like, I, I love those contests because I don't get to see all those dudes all the time, but like, I'm not going to sit here and lie through my teeth and say that like, it's like, it's what I need to do, be doing to like, I don't really care necessarily to feel like crazy connected with the scene as much as I might've used to. I care about being connected with my friends who are in the scene. So like I have friends that ride for different companies and but like, we're all really good friends. What, what sucks about BMX and like, what sucks is that like we don't have a thrasher to where like we'll just throw all these kids on a thrasher trip and they yeah. can just all be best friends and they'll just go with their filmer and they'll go this place like the just like the uh what's the what's the dude like rainy Perez and grant taylor and um who's the the crazy huntington wheelie kid why can't i think of his name he's the sickest skater smith grind all the way through the corner raven like raven oh, tershey yeah oh my god so sick yeah yeah like just seeing those trips is just like jake phelps and like rest in yeah. peace they're all just like going and bombing hills and like smashing Madaya lights in puerto rico and whatever like we don't have that so we have to like i just make do i mean i'm gonna be honest like i just make do on my own i buy my ticket i'll buy like my homie's ticket and we'll just meet up and we'll sleep at one of our friend's houses and i'll just like We'll just go and do it, you know? I'm sorry. When we were in Barcelona last and you came to my show, I didn't come to Razzmatazz. <laughs> How do you like those clubs over there, buddy? I mean, they're, yeah, they're cool. <laughs> what, uh, like, so much of, like, being a pro is, like, a social aspect, like the team, the guys that you miss and everything, though. What, uh, this is what I'm always interested in, like, in asking, again, it's about the future of it do kids in BMX aspire just to be pro or do they aspire to go to the cities to like go to these amazing spots? I don't know. It's a combo of both. Like it's different. Cause with BMX, you guys have a lot more terrain to ride. Yeah. All right. Hold that thought. I want to tell a funny Raz story real quick. Sick. We were at Raz and there's a bunch of people there. One of the dudes that we were with. First of all, before you keep going, it's just Razzmatazz is what it holds a thousand people to nightclub in Barcelona. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's basically yeah. an airplane hangar compartmentalized into like uh, hell. Yeah, it, it's horrible. It's really, <laughs> it's really dark. There's a lot of floors. There's a lot of rooms. There's two separate identical smoking sections that look across to each other, but they don't like. There's not like a hallway in between them, so you always get. Anyways, you can be there with forty people and not see a single person that you went yeah. with all night long. Last time I was there, and I'll let you get your story, but a girl that I had met. <laughs> She went to show the bounce when the bouncers was like, let me see your ID. And she opened her purse to grab it. And the bouncer just grabbed her phone and then ran into the club. <laughs> and she was like yelling at everybody like, oh, he's still And they're like, who? They're like, okay. Kia. Anyways, continue. Rad story. Go. Anyways, this kid had a CRB 900 in his hand. He's running around filming everything and he's wasted. And I see he's getting harassed by the bouncer. And I just walked past him and I tapped him on the shoulder and he like put his hand behind his back with the camera and I grabbed it and I just started walking. And all of a sudden the dude comes out, the bouncer realizes that I took the camera, grabs me, yanks me out of the club. I got the camera in my hand, it's four in the morning and I don't want to go to bed yet. So I'm just like in the street, like, all right, my phone's dead or doesn't work or whatever. And 
I, I just got kicked out. There's no way I'm getting back in. They're definitely at capacity. We're, anyways, he comes, the kid that had the camera comes walking out. And he's like, yeah, they gave me a stamp to go smoke. Give me the camera back and I'm good. Like he didn't kick me out. And I was like, all right, I'm coming with you. So I come with him and then the guy's like, let me see your stamp. And I'm like, show him. And it's like blue light stamp. And obviously I don't have one because I get yeah. thrown out. But he's like, you don't got to, he's like, you don't, you don't got a stamp. And I'm like, well, I just, he just gave me one. I don't know what to tell you. Maybe it wiped off. He's like, I don't know. He's like, go get another one. I'm like, okay. So I go back up to the guy. I'm like, yo, my your stamp and he's like i don't remember giving you a stamp i'm like you gave me a stamp and he's like and you you know like spanish spanish security in general like they're not usually this nice but yeah. he restamped my hand and he let <laughs> me back in and as i'm walking back in i see this and he's like uh just this big motherfucker the balance of that threw me yeah, out yeah they're, they're not and small just, there man i hit him with one of these just and just walked right past him so. and got back in and we were straight and then so, uh, yeah. I just remember like the first time I partied in Barcelona, I had done shows that night and then it was probably midnight. We had drinks after the shows and then the bar was closing. I'm like, Oh, this sucks. Like, is everyone going home? They're like, yeah, the bar's closed. And then I was like, well, all right. And they're like, but we're going to go to the club. And I'm like, well, don't they close? Like, no, the club's open now. Yeah. It's a different culture for sure. Do you, oh, uh, yeah, so. um, how long ago were we in Spain when I saw you? Uh, was it a year or two? It was either I, I I mean to be honest I have no it, it, either way I I, I just know this has been on the negative tip <laughs> can't help but go there but I have moments of where it feels like this has been like five weeks long and then it others where it's like a lifetime yeah for sure um what uh I want to ask you this um what it uh, normally I ask this to comics but I'll ask it for you in terms of, of biking what advice do you have for a a, a kid that is just starting out or wants to pursue a career in BMX? Like what advice would you give him other than ride more? Uh, or anything you wish you knew? It's a weird question, but I think it's something that's important because it's like what I want to know when I was a little kid. Dude, it's such, it's such a crazy, it's such a crazy world. Cause like there is not enough room for all of the cool people that deserve the limelight or that deserve the the lifestyle that I'm I've been lucky enough to get like there's so many the list is so long and I don't know like I don't even know where to push somebody I would just tell them to you know what like because again like it's not about writing it's never about writing like being the best comic is not studying stand-ups and it's like being the best comic is about going in and experiencing and going to the club and like watching this girl get her phone taken being the best comic is about like what is life to you and how can you translate that into an hour stand-up show mm -hmm. so it's the same for bike riding it's like if you want to be the best pro rider it starts from the ground up it starts with and it's just i feel like for me it was just a, it was just like an itch that i had it was that i couldn't ever scratch it was just like i just wanted to ride i just wanted to film i just wanted to listen to new music i just wanted to pedal around the city for 12 hours a day i didn't like didn't have girlfriends i didn't have friends like i rode by myself i didn't like and like nowadays like 
sometimes I, I think like maybe people look at me like, oh, look at this kid. He's partying again. Like, oh, look at this kid. He's like talking about just shit. But like you weren't there for the first 10 years where all I was doing was sitting in my driveway at my parents' house and learning every trick I could. And like I didn't have I didn't have friends in high school until like I met this group of dudes that were like one of them was the captain of the football team. The other one was the captain of the men's volleyball team. The other one was the captain of the lacrosse team. Like, and nobody, when when we hung out, nobody talked about what they did. It wasn't about what you did. It was just, oh, we like each other, and we have fun together, and we're not talking about, like, oh, yo, you see that snip I got last week, bro, or, like, yo, his hair is, like, getting long. He's got the flow, man. Like, no, it wasn't about that. It was, like, yo, did you see that fucking, like, new episode of whatever? Or, like, did you see that movie? It was – if you want to listen to Beyonce, fucking listen to Beyonce. Don't let anyone tell you that you shouldn't because Beyonce's dope. Like, if you want to – if you want to do anything, just do whatever – like, do whatever the hell you want. And if somebody tells you no – Take that. I guess this is this would be like all right. I workshop this enough. Like, <laughs> if you, if anyone tells you don't do something, take that and just throw it back in their face and say, "I'm gonna do this ten times as hard now that you told me not to." Okay. Because for the one person that tells you, and again, this is the same. This is the same concept as like the ten people that told me to shut up and dribble. I'm gonna take those ten people. And turn it back and crumple them up into a little ball, shoot them into the wastebasket, and then let the other hundred thousand people that follow me, they get to see me shine. And they are gonna be like, oh, now he's now like he just turned it up. This is way cooler. Now you're gonna take your, I mean, like obviously I'm at a, a larger stepping stone, but even like, all right, you got a you got a thousand people that follow, and one person's talking shit. Don't let that person let you do anything. Crumple them up, throw them in the wastebasket. And that thousand will turn into ten thousand, ten thousand or whatever. If you want to talk about followers, fine. But if you want to just talk about, you want to talk about running a city, knowing everybody in the city, walking around and saying what's up to every single person that you see on the sidewalk. In a six months, in a year, you could go, you could be in Brooklyn where there's two million people and bump into somebody on every corner. And that's that's how you that's how you make a name for yourself, and that's how you become the person that you need to be in order to be successful in front of people. And I have to be successful in front of people. And it's not about how good I am on a bike, because I, if it was about how good I am on a bike, then you wouldn't invite me on the show to ask me to talk to you for an hour and a half. You would have just said, yeah, I always like the old saying, like, like whatever you're doing is the easy part. Like skating is the easy part. It's about Billy. It's the whole other part. People want to be around people yeah. that are enjoyable. Um, I like that. I like that for kids. It's weird. Cause People always ask, like, you know, man, advice is such a hard thing to do because the people that give the most of it are the least successful. Yeah, because they uh-huh. spend too much time trying to trying to trying to think about how they can do it and just yeah. not implement. Versus just like, doing it in kind of a perfect way. Yeah, I, like, I want to ask some rapid. I got, I got, I got a question for you. You taking the vaccine? Am I taking the vaccine? Yeah. <laughs> Are you gonna take I it? Get the, I get the flu shot every year. I got my. Oh, uh, all right. I thought you like you pause and you look down, and I was like, "Are you gonna make me pay for this on OnlyFans to get the answer?" <laughs> right, for real. Uh, I, I mean, yeah. At a certain point, I, I'll be the last to get it. Yeah, I, I don't want that first like, version. 
like one i don't want the first version two yeah. i already had it three i'm not the high risk individual like yeah. i don't i don't care i'll get sick like dude i i was it was funny because i was talking shit i was like i haven't got sick in forever and then i immediately got it and it was like whatever like but my mentality was like i haven't gotten sick in like three years i've been traveling and doing all this shit for three years and i didn't get sick like oh i, I was bedridden for three days it was like finally like sigh of relief i don't have to do something this week like <laughs> great like, yeah especially like this i mean this summer too like getting a job like bar backing at like a really busy bar and i'll work thursday friday saturday nights and but then sunday is like all right we're going riding and then monday is like all right, i got something going on monday and tuesday and wednesday and next thing you know it's thursday again and i realized like it's the same it's the same thing as being on a road trip for a month straight you're like damn i haven't had a day off when you're not working necessarily but i haven't had a day off in six weeks just because i've just been doing stuff every day for six weeks yeah and i mean i don't know I've, I've been trying to shy away from like the social rhetoric because obviously people are going to be like oh covid is this thing and blah 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 but like what are you talking about like gotta, masturbators which ones like like the social aspect of like shaming people for being outside or the opposite or both. Yeah. 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 Just be, I don't know. I don't want to set an example, but at the same time, it's, it, I'm not, I'm not a high risk individual. Yeah. Passing away from COVID. Not I kind that. of feel like it's my you because obviously he can, or so yeah. people say, yeah. Uh, in every different language, but I, take care of myself and I take care of me and mine. And that's, uh, again, like we have faced so much more in our lines of, in our ways of life. Like you just, what did you think it was just fun to start like, like night or overnight camping, these gigantic, terrifying <laughs> ice mountains. Like, yeah. It is fun. Right. right? Like, yeah. So, I'm going to get sick. I'm going to get sick. It's not. Yeah, it's a weird. Thing. I thought that of all of my history in all skateboarders with like the amount of skank flus I've contracted that I thought I would be okay. <laughs> I thought we all yeah, Did I lived in Dobbin, you... like and on the block in Brooklyn. I thought that would absolve me from all of these. But uh, how, many times you, how many times you get staph infection from wearing your pants too many days in a row? Oh, man. You just don't. Like I was just reading this. Uh, the guy that founded uh, Patagonia, Von Gennard's biography or autobiography, and he writes a letter to this like his lover in France. And, and he, <laughs> he goes like, this is talking to like his girlfriend. And he's like, I've been here for a week. He's in, Pat like, in the actual Patagonia, not the brand. And uh, uh, he's like, I've been here for a week and my crotch already smells like vulture breath. I was like, these guys go fucking hard back in the day. Dude, you want to talk about vulture breath? You wear a pair of long johns to the skate park for 20 minutes. Next thing you know, you come home and you can smell it throughout the entire studio apartment. Dude, you know, and that's part of getting older, too, is the smell. It's, it's like you're like hangovers used to be a feeling and now there's an actual physical smell that comes with it. And it's not like anything critical. It's just a matter of your skin is leaking the poison. Like, like, like you smell it. And then I just learned this, uh, like uh, when you start burning lactic acid in the body, because I've been nerding out learning all this shit, oh, okay. you actually, it smells like piss because it's ammonia. It's your body, it's your body pushing out this, uh, uh, the lactic acid through your skin. So it's like, that's the part of being older. Like hangovers used to be so cute when I was younger, like your age. Like it used to be like, oh, my friends are wrong over this is the blast. I feel like people are going to be pissed if I don't open this. So I'm going to take a shot. Just Yeah, do it. Fuck yeah. Do it. Uh, man, that's blown. 
God bless it. Cheers. I feel like Thanks people would be mad if I had this for a prop. That's I the fun. Like, I also feel like people are gonna be mad just just to be mad. People like are mad. They're gonna be like, "Oh, the audio." It's just I just want to talk to my friends. People watch. Cheers. Cheers, my. Uh... What uh? What's what do you see for like? Are you concerned about your body giving out being a pro athlete? No, because if you can fucking run a marathon at sixty years old, you can hike Mount Everest at sixty years old. You're telling me that I can't go air a bowl at fifty-five? You telling me that I can't? You telling me that I can't go like three sixty down a set of stairs at fifty-five? Like I don't believe that at all. I think I might die on that hill. That's uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe you got some magic. What's your genetics like? Are your parents athletes? Yeah, my dad. Both my parents for certain. Um, mm. My dad lifted weights a lot when he was younger. My mom. Okay. My mom still. She's a beast. She's a six-degree black belt. In oh, so yeah, you do have the genetics for that. She's been training karate for thirty-five years or something. That's so. even harder than karate when you say karate. You know that shit's real. Then, do you karate. do any martial arts? I did when I was younger. Yeah, it was like a. It was just a mother-son, mother-daughter bonding experience. Nice. Me and my brother. Me, me and my brother did it. Uh, he lasted a little longer than I did. Pause. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I I stopped when I was 11 because that's when I started riding BMX bikes. But I was like super into it, like competition team, the whole thing. Got a bunch of medals at my parents' house and shit. It's interesting to me. Like, I remember when I was little, I did karate. Like uh, my boss, I, I like started working at a skate shop when I was 12. And my boss uh, is basically like a weird... It reminded me of a high school dance, the karate class you made me go to because you had to bring someone to do it. So I was like 12 and weighed like 60 pounds. It was like a runt. And then he would just beat the shit out of me <laughs> in a gym. And like, I didn't even have the clothes. I would just wear like a t-shirt and like uh, blind jeans. Wait, wait, and, wait. So you're telling me that your your teacher was Rex Kondo? Dude, 100%. That's who my boss in the skate shop was. The, oh fuck, well you had to, that was Taekwondo I think, but, what, taekwondo, but you, when you walked into the building, you had to like, it was like a shitty gymnasium that we always skate the three stair in front. But when yeah. you went there on Tuesday night for Taekwondo, you had to like bow and say Chun Son. I want to say some weird appropriated word that you had to say to walk in. And then my skate shop boss would just kick the fucking shit out of me. And then be like, come on, keep your hands up. And he's like this like really stocky Detroit guy. Man. Do you follow uh, crime faces? Was it crime faces? Yeah. No, I will though. What's that? Oh my God. It's just, it's just some dude from New York that does uh, commentary over fight videos. Oh, wait, I have seen this before. He's got like a really funny ass voice and he's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you watch, do you, like, do you, you know, like world star videos? Like I can't stop but watch them when I see them, but my heart hurts afterwards and I'm a worse person. Do you have that similar thing? Yeah, for sure. Because you just like, you just imagine, I'm a, I'm a sim. I, I just imagine how somebody could have possibly got in a situation where there's like two girls or like, are like, using scissors in some fight to claw at like the other girls like denim belt loop or something like that yeah that's my biggest we were talking about this the other day uh a friend of mine here we were talking about like uh that's the scariest thing on earth isn't um like being attacked it's just being around a bunch of teenagers when they pull their cell phones out <laughs> you're just like no 
No, you no. want to talk about chivalry ain't dead. Let's talk about mob mentality ain't dead. <laughs> Dude, it's horrifying. Groupthink is so scary. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you... so Crime Faces, he's just got a saying, and he goes, he goes, you know the saying? Hands down, man down, bonsai. Oh, yeah, like, here's a bonsai. I was on the subway like a month ago, and uh, I uh, a guy opened fire. Like, uh, there's an argument, two dudes, and then a, they, they push another dude out. And the dude that got pushed out pulled a gun out and just started shooting into the car. And I was in the car. And I've been around a lot of weird shit in the streets. I've been around guns my entire life. But, dude, that gun went off inside the subway car. And it was the loudest shit I've ever heard in my entire life. Guns and watching people run towards me, like, because I was the not the first, I was like halfway away, and people were running on this side of the car. Yeah. Dude, the whole time I kept thinking I was coming back from climbing and I had like a backpack, and I was like, I'm going to get fucking murdered, and they're going to think I'm a tourist. They're going to think I'm some fucking dork from like Michigan on the I mean, F train. I mean, I'm so scared of cell phones, though. Like, 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 I'm just, yeah, but just, you're just like, you hear like, ooh, and then there's like 10 phones out. You're like, oh man, I'll give you, I'll give you my pin code. Please just don't put me in a world star. I don't want to be, I don't want to grow up in the nineties, but I wish that like we could just back it up five years when meme culture first started getting big. And like, I just want to relive the Sharkisha year. Dude. Just over and over and over again. Yes. And you're not worried about like fucking people like, yeah. isn't it weird that even like people that aren't even of stature or celebrity at all are getting like caught and canceled you're like what the fuck like you're an accountant like dude i think about it all like man like every racist uncle people were getting mad at me for blacking out like they took me to the bar i was 16 then i black out puke behind the bar when i'm 16 like imagine if i did that if i was 16 now how many stories i'd have to wake up to like oh dude replays live they posted on their uh, youtube channel and like oh can you imagine that shit? Like, fuck, I just remember being younger and, like, uh, like the old heads that taught me how to skate, and like, which I'm so grateful of because like, they, t- they taught me how to party. And responsibly is a weird word, but they just taught me to kind of, like, stay in your lane, know your shit, handle your stuff, and, like, get away from people if you're going to throw up. Don't fucking, you know, just, just handle your shit. But I just think of, like, all the dumb shit I've said in my entire life and how I never had to worry about anyone finding out like or acting stupid and now there's just there's cameras two, everywhere little kids there's two there's two things that i want to say the first one is i'm not going to name names but when cancel culture like it was kind of things were happening near me and a, a friend of mine just goes today better not be the day that you start holding me accountable for my actions <laughs> he goes I- if, if I'm going down, all y'all are going down with me. <laughs> and I was just like, yo, hands up. I always think about this with people like that. Cause I have a lot of friends like that we all do. We probably talk to the same person, but like you, you gotta go either. F- I think people get caught in the middle. Like if you kind of half censor what you're doing, you get caught up. But if you just go full, like uh, in that Tropic Thunder movie when he says going full retard, you know, like never, never go full retard. <laughs> like, like yeah. it's almost, it's different. It's, it's the opposite of that now of like people that are trying to like hold their words. And it's just weird because it's like, yeah. oh, uh, it'll be like an article in like the New York Post would be like racist grandpa gets canceled. It's like he's a racist grandpa. That's what he does. Like, like he's, he only has to live five or 10 more years before he dies with racist thoughts. 
aren't there other things we should be focusing on? Well, I mean, I'm like, it's not even apples and oranges at that point. It's like Huffington Post writer and like you, if you put Huffington Post writer and then Erie, Pennsylvania, rural, or like just outside yeah. of Erie, Pennsylvania, rural grandfather in the same room, like what are they even going to talk about? That is interesting. Like how can you write about how can you write about some, and I get lit like journalism is your job and that's what you're supposed to be do. But like, yeah, how could you write about somebody who you could never in a million years have a conversation with them? Yeah. And I, mean, I guess that is what like, um, unbiased journalism would be is I guess like you're writing about something you don't even know. It's just, but you're like, again, it's, it's always just your opinion splurred onto the story. It's like yours, mine and the truth kind of. Yeah. And you're also, now the article is about the person and not the information the person has. So you have to paint it in that light. Yeah. And um, it's all, it's all like, it's mortifying really. It's so confusing. It's just, I think you see now why we're in the position we're in because we lost the importance of real things. Like, yeah, there's like a systemic dumbing down of everything. What's that? That's why people are scared of the AI. Yeah. Oh, dude. They're like, you... oh, we want it. We want everything, and we want it now, except for when <laughs> it's all going to come crashing down on us. Which I don't necessarily believe, but still. I'm so scared of AI. I'm dude. I'm scared of AI, and I'm scared of 4chan. Have, have you fucking? Oh. <laughs> nah. No. 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 I don't want to talk about it, dude. Uh, so yeah, this nah. is what's fucked up. Like, so like editing this. Wait, say it again. I'm I'm terrified of guns. Yeah. And I'm even more scared of like the fact that I need a gun to to protect myself. And I don't think that we live I don't think that we're going to see the day and age, I mean I hope not, where like you need self-protection when everyone just kind of like goes haywire. Oh fuck, but come to Michigan, you need it. Yeah, but it's got to happen at some point. I do I mean, we are way beyond this topic, but I want to run it back. The other thing that I was going to say is I hate college in America. <laughs> did you go? Did you, wait, this is your experience? No, no, I didn't go. No, I didn't go. No, but here's why. Everywhere else you can drink when you're 18. Yeah. So you can go to the bar. You, you, you go to university in England. You've had a pint ever since you were 14 at dinner, You whatever. Yeah, if you can you see go to the bar, bar you can drink. You go to the bar and you, you can drink and people get wasted and they fight each other over there. And that's great. That's like, mo that's like model behavior to me Okay, is people just drinking beers and fighting in the street and they oh. get it over with. Now I think obviously England has its problems. I don't think that everybody should be fighting. I think that everyone over there is just angry and it's just cause it's gloomy and rainy at 55 all the time, but that's their, that's, that's them in the States you don't learn how to party as a young person because your parents tell you not to. You don't know how any of this stuff affects your body. You're too young to know what you, what you even have going on upstairs. And then you throw them into a frat house with a bunch of animalistic humans. Yeah, alpha dudes that are closeted with all their fetishes. It's the worst. That's, like, that's, okay, exactly what I was saying about the advice that I'll give to somebody, a young person. It's like, yo, you should have a Christina Aguilera poster in the hallway at the frat house. 
I felt it'd be way cooler than if you had your UFC belt that you bought offline for fucking four hundred dollars on your mom's credit card hanging on your door. Dude, I remember in a high school this wrestler, this like huge dude, pissing yeah. on another guy in the shower. Yeah. And he or, was like, Oh, oh what are you fucking gay? And I was just or, like or, I didn't call it cognitive dissonance, like seeing it all and you're like those are the dudes that like we talked about this in the last episode like we those are the guys that end up running for like senate and then they they pass they pass anti uh kindness legislation like that's the shit that's truly horrifying like the the frat guy that's like oh you like pop music pussy hey drink this beer out of this used condom i had the worst part okay and then and then this is even worse is the worst part is everybody should be treated equal however women's bodies and men's bodies are different. They treat alcohol different. You're a smaller, you have, they, a woman's body has more fat content usually because they have breast tissue and, and hips and motherly features, but you can't drink fucking 10 Bacardi shots back to back to back the same way that your wrestling counterpart might be able to. Yeah. There's Size no, and metabolism matter. There's, there's no, there's no referee, if you will. Like, there's no bouncer. There's no bartender. There's no, like, there's nobody in that scenario to take care of people. And around here, it's even, it's, dude, it's so crazy. I, I don't know if you've ever been up here in, like, May time. But around uh, May. I don't know. Around May, it gets nice and warm. And there's a whole neighborhood called the College Ghetto. And it's just people that live in townhouses. It's usually two-floor, three-bedroom apartments on either floor. And it's all college students. And what they do is they can't police it. They can't do anything about it because there's just too many numbers for the neighborhood. So what they do is they floodlight the neighborhood. And then they just sit patrol cars. And wow. they just watch. Now they, don't go like... in the, they don't go in the houses. They don't go in the parties. They don't really ever, like, I've never seen a girl get, like, taken into the car and driven home. None of that. It's just, they just floodlight the neighborhood so they can see what goes on in the streets and then they just sit there. That's interesting. That's like some third world mentality shit. Just flood it up. Um, isn't it interesting though how colleges in America are like the most liberal and like the most PC, but on the same hand, just the amount of monstrous shit that happens every day in like a frat party. Yeah, fuck that. No, it's white. It's white people put it on a face. Like, Yeah, I agree. It's just... It's supposed to look like now I'm not perfect, but I'm also not like sitting here on Instagram being like, dude, and you, I'm sure know firsthand, you know, somebody that's a social justice warrior who, when you see them out at 11 o'clock at the bonus room, they got a pack of smokes sitting on the table and six shot glasses and a bud. And they just leave the bottle there and they're just letting go. Yeah. There's so stress involved with it. And you don't, you can't, like, you can't possibly, you can't possibly, it, it's that, like, it's the meme that's going around, like, fuck the, fuck the grind mentality. Like, I don't want to work any more than 40 hours a week and, like, get my bag. Like, I want to enjoy myself. It's like, people just get, I don't know. It, well, also Americans, America particularly is under uh, this weird delusion that everyone's going to be famous, and that's not it's different other places. Like, yeah. like China, they save eighty percent of what they make versus we're the inverse here. We only save like twenty. Yeah. 
So people here, they're like, that's fine. Like, chilling's awesome. Like, you live like a very Riviera French style where you're just like, smoke cigarettes, have your wine, have your coffee in the morning. That's fucking awesome. Um, yeah. People do it, and I fully applaud it. But on the, but they're also not like FaceTiming and Instagramming. Like, oh, just, you know, like, we always eat so well. Hashtag the shit. Like, it's a culture thing. That's a difference. It's like a way of life. It's not a yeah. way of marketing. Yeah, what sucks is like, what what's like the shit storm that's being thrown in our face this year is white people on stolen land who have it way easier because they started ahead. Yeah, for and sure. people being like, I I grew up in like a super affluent white town, and I mean I don't see it. I don't know. I whatever. Like, oh my life is hard too. It's like yeah, everybody's life is hard. Your life is not harder or less hard than somebody else's. You just started 10 rungs up the ladder. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, it's, yeah, 100%. It's that so, we, we can be blind to the systemic issues because we don't have to face them. Yeah. It just sucks when people are like, I want to hand out instead of just being like, nah, I'm okay where I'm at right now, but I, I want more. And I'm going to actively pursue more, but I'm cool with where I'm at today. Because if you're not happy with with where you're at today, then you can't possibly be happy when you're a millionaire, a billionaire, and you're you're still like people are still killing themselves when they have billions of dollars because they yeah. never they never they never learned how to just sit back and enjoy the moment. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I would say it's a very European thing. It's like when you see an old guy just killing it by not doing anything. Just very – I mean, you don't know his backstory. Everyone has demons. But it, even in America, like when you meet somebody that just is very content with what they're doing and they're happy, and I'm not saying this from a patronizing standpoint, but you just meet someone that's like fucking – like in my mind, I can think of someone I grew up with that's that way, and you're like the fucking coolest people ever. And it's not that they don't strive for anything – they're yeah. not like it's not that they don't, they don't ex, uh, have expectations or anything like that or goals. It's just a matter of like they're very they just know themselves. There's a lot less insecurity than someone like me. Yeah. Okay. Last question, and we're gonna get out of here. And you have to take another shot before you answer this. Okay. It's fun, bro. I, like yeah, that's last question, man. What's that? Alcatraz. Alcatraz. I'm in prison right now. Oh, nice. That's a. You bought that at a gift store. Probably. I think my. I don't know. Who cares? I never liked souvenirs until I like. Turned 30. I don't know why. Now I like little, uh, what are they called? Like flair or um, tchotchkes. I'm a fan. All right. You want to see the best one that I got? Yeah, what is it? Oh, Tecate. Nice. Little opener. All right. Take a shot. You ready for this question? Okay. Fired up. Let's turn into a drinking. This has gotten very college-y. Okay. All right, Mark Burnett, last question. How do you want to die? I'm, um, yo, just off the rip, some lyric, I don't even know who said it. Uh, I want to go out the same way that I came in, right next to the pussy with nothing on my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a Mac Miller quote, rest in peace. Damn. Miller quote. Same pussy? I mean, I hope that I don't. <laughs> That's fucking weird. I like it, though. Yeah. Who knows? Have you, you thought know, about this? 
have I thought about it? No. I, no. I don't think about much, you know. Just. I like that. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Three American staples. Our fathers. And what was the last one? The quarter founding fathers, life, liberty, there it is. It, you're lucky that I just got this new vacuum and like, I don't really feel like, you know, sucking up a bunch of glass with it. But then the second I said, with our founding fathers, I want to smash this glass in the ground. <laughs> just <sighs> very college wise. Um, where can everyone find you? I'll put links to everything on there, but do you have any projects coming up or anything you want to just tell us about where people besides OnlyFans, which I'll link your OnlyFans on here. Yeah. Yeah, only fans in the works. Um, you, you got, do you have a part coming out too? Nah. Yes, I love hearing like pros being like, nah. I'm just nah. chilling on this. No. Are you sitting on yeah. clips right now? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, okay. I'm, I'm work. I am, I am working on this project. Um, it'll be a little different than my normal stuff, which I think if anybody has been paying attention to what anything that I've been doing in the last couple of months, six months, a year, they'd probably be like, yeah, that sounds about possible course. So I got something, I do have something coming out. I don't know when we're going to be done. I'm, we're working on it. And If people want to support you, what brands can they buy? Sabrosa brand. I, I guess they just redid their whole website. So it's just sparkiesbrands.com. You can buy okay. anything Sparkies related. Uh, seasons, obviously, um, they better start cutting me that check. I'm just saying, but... Uh, we didn't even cover this. I'm a pro skater. I didn't even tell you this. All right, keep going. I got, okay, you're a pro skater now for seasons? No, 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 it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. No, no, I want to hear, unless you want to wait for the next episode to do this. I would love to come back. Did later. club turn you pro? <laughs> no. Okay, all right. Now I got offers. Now that you remind me, I got offers. All right. I, Keenan, I made it to the third round in the game of skate. Damn. Did they do it this year? No. Oh, I was going to say, fuck. I never, I'm always, I'm always in, uh, in Edinburgh for Fringe. I've never been to one. I fucking, I'm gone all of August. I really want to go. Who'd yeah, you go pro for? It's something where like you, you would really. Oh my God. I just heard the stories and it's just like, <laughs> I can, it's got like everything I like. Uh, and it turns out I don't have to skate. So like I'm even better. We kept this episode so PG for the amount of knowledge that we have about each other. Oh yeah. I'm not going to say shit. Yeah. Well, you know, we don't want to hang anything out here. What uh so sub Rosa, Seasons. Uh, are you getting shoes yet from anybody? Out of conspiracy. That okay. That this is where, and I'm not actually a pro skater, but I got Vans for a long time, and I stopped getting Vans from the BMX guy. I went to a contest. We'll just give you the abridged version. I went to a contest. I hung out with uh, some dudes at Vans. It was a Vans contest. I came back. Then a Thrasher trip came through town. It was a Thrasher Vans trip. I showed up to skate and show people around. It was like. Trev hit me up because it was like Pedro Delfino and um, Ronnie Sandoval and like some like dudes that skate like gnarly stuff. And he's like, yeah. yo, bring him, bring him to something that you know, like, you know, they might be able to skate like some something gnarly, not just like go to the plaza, go to the whoop, go to the banks. Kind of thing. All right. I just showed up and I was like, shown, I like, well, when I showed up, the dude that was there, shout out Zach Sheets, um, he was like, don't I, again, it's the same, like, don't I know you? Like, you're that, like, bike rider from that contest. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, well, yeah, I'm your tour guide today, too, the skater. Like, oh, that's cool. And then we got talking, and he was like, do you get shoes from anyone? I was like, no, I just buy, I was just, at the time, I was just buying Adidas from the shop because 
I had gotten vans for so long and I'd never like been able to skate anything or ride anything that I wanted to. I mean, not that I wanted to, but like that I, yeah. I never been able to like branch out past like getting boxes. Yeah. So I just started buying shoes and I was buying Adidas and cons from the shop. And he was like, oh, well, like, you don't like, I'll send you shoes. Like you don't have to pay for anything you don't want. I was like, oh, I mean, yeah, cool. Like, I appreciate it. I just like, you know, whatever. So the guy who is technically the guy that cut me off at Vans, it's his boss and he Sick. started sending me shoes. Yes. So I stuck it to the stuck it to the van with that one. That you're gonna end this on a pun, that's the hill you're gonna die on? Wow. Hundred <laughs> percent. Come on. Alright, uh Instagram, it's underscore. You got underscore in there, right? Underscore in there because they won't fucking give me they won't verify me because Mark Burnett, the producer, has the check, and I, I that it's got to be the same name, and so he's the Mark Burnett that gets the check. I actually saw that. It's fucking, that sucks. All right, we're gonna, we're gonna wrap this up. You got any last words? No. You don't have to have any. All right, I'm going to uh, thank you so much for coming out, um, Mark. Thanks for everything. Uh, real, uh, we're gonna. I'll put a link on that Cameron Fraser, who we talked about earlier, the GoFundMe on there. Um, Thanks a lot, Mark. Have a good day. I guess I'll just call it Max White Presents. Max 